Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Glad to have you on this call. Glad you can make time out of, I'm sure, your busy schedules to, to walk through our most recent discovery here at the Marketing Experiments Research Labs. So thank you for attending today. Uh, if you're familiar with these calls, you know what we do here. Uh, our motto, our goal here is to discover what works in online marketing. And particularly, we test things like we test things like mobile, we test things like calls to action, we test things like branding, we test all these things to discover, okay, we don't just want you know, suggestions. We don't just want ideas. We want to know what actually people are responding to. What do our customers, uh, what are our customers moved by most? What actually works? And today we're looking specifically uh, around a pretty interesting topic of managing multiple products. Now, whether you're e-commerce or B2B, uh, oftentimes we're dealing with multiple products. We're dealing with having to communicate the value of different either tiers of products or different products all together. And when you're trying to do that at one time, it can be a challenge. So we've run, we've run an extensive, uh, you know, many different programs around optimizing pages that deal with multiple products. And today what we want to do is I want to walk you through a bunch of experiments and really the key principles we've learned, we've discovered from testing multiple Products. My name is Austin McCraw. Again, glad to have you here. Uh, I have the wonderful vantage point of getting to see all the research coming through the lab. Uh, but it's not just me today. I'm joined by also uh, John Powell and Ben Huppert. They're going to be coming later. These are analysts who actually are running tests, uh, reviewing pages, and actually getting significant lists for, uh, for people who have multiple products. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to move you through some experiments, give you some key principles, And if we have time, we're actually going to pull up your pages, look at them, optimize them on the fly. Uh, So it'll be really exciting. You want to stick around for that. Going back one slide, I need to make you aware of something, okay? This is important for us here at Marketing Experiments. We don't, I don't want this to be a monologue. I, I don't want to be just talking to you. What I want to do is I want to, I want to create a dialogue between us. We're going to be looking at tasks. I'm going to be asking you to vote on different treatments. Don't worry. Uh, records are not being kept. This will not be held against your permanent school record. It's just an opportunity for you to engage, test your own marketing intuition, and even provide suggestions and help guide us in our experimental uh, design and process. Many of you can see how you can interact with us right now. Some of you are using GoToWebinar's uh, question and answer feature. I can see that right now on my screen. I see your comments coming through. If you haven't already, I would just encourage you to test that out. Make sure it works. Make sure you had a note because in a minute, in rapid fire, I'm going to get your opinion. Uh, another way to engage with us more publicly, and we'll also be releasing links through this uh, channel, is hashtag WebClinic on Twitter. So if you're able to, I would have the question and answer feature and Twitter up on the screen ready to, to, uh, to interact with us both publicly and privately. If you have any technical difficulties, let us know through GoToWebinar. And we have a whole team right now standing by watching your questions and trying to help you as much as possible for any of you who are having technical difficulties. I think I have gone through all my um, setup comments, and right now what I'm going to do is I'm going to dive right into 
A pretty interesting experiment. So here you are, test protocol 1903. This is from the MechLabs Research Library. All this research is powered by MechLabs. The background is we were working with an independent vitamin manufacturer distributor. Oftentimes when we show you groups on here, they're large organizations, organizations we would be very much familiar with. Well, here is potentially a smaller organization who is dealing with a challenge that both big and small organizations deal with, which is they have a product that has three different ways you can purchase it, three different ways you can engage, three different tiers in some sense. And our, our question is, is how can we design a page to best communicate those products in such a way to generate the most response? So, without further ado, let me show you the first page. Now, this is a setup page. Okay, so this is the landing page that no matter what part of the test that you were on, you saw this page. Okay, so look at this page. Take a moment. I'm going to ask you in a moment to take a vote. So, Look at this page. Look at what we're doing. We're, again, trying to sell. Um, in some sense, we're trying to get people to respond to purchasing uh, a vitamin supplement here. Look at it. Here's the first step. They enter their information. And we've kind of just pre-filled a little bit of the information there just to kind of show you what we're talking about. Obviously, people's names would go in there. And then in the test, the test now is we actually test two different versions of the following page. So they click Get My uh, vitamin supplement now, and then they're driven to one of two pages. And let me show you the differences between these two pages. So here's the first version. The first version uses the radio button table format. It's kind of vertical flowing. You can see three different product options here. Now, it's the same type of product, but three different ways that you can purchase it. The first way is just a one-time purchase. The second time, the second way is through kind of their, what they call their loyalty program, which is a monthly subscription program where they can actually, so the first tier, the most popular it says is buying one of those or the best value would be buying two of those uh, on a monthly subscription basis. Look at that. Here's the first design. And let me show you the second. Here's the next. Look at the way we laid this out. Look, we've taken a completely different approach with the way the products are laid out. Now listen, I want to say this because some of you may be looking at the form field thinking that's, that's pretty intimidating. We've tested in the form field here already. And uh, first off, you need to know that those are going to be pre-filled. Even though it doesn't show it there on the slide, when people, a lot of that information we're requesting has already been requested on the first step and it's being pre-filled. And so when you look at the difference between treatment A and treatment B, really the same information is being collected on these two. So this is all pre-filled. We're just asking for the same payment information right now. Look at the two designs. What I want you to do is I want you to pay attention to the top of this page because through testing, this was really the only change that we were, we were really testing at this point. Look at the top of the page. Look at the differences. Look at the way we've presented multiple products, multiple offers, and ask yourself which of these ways will generate the most response. Not only in conversion, but also in revenue. And which of these ways will generate the most response? I see your answers coming in right now. I see a lot of B's. B's, B's, B's. I see an A here and there. A. Catherine says A. Tyrone says B, 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 A. B, B. Okay, so it looks like most of you are saying B. Now, for those of you who are saying A, I want to show you a couple things, okay? So, so you don't have this knowledge, but this is what we have, okay? So I want to show you that. So here's the control. Before I reveal the results, I want to just give you a little bit more information and maybe you might, you might rethink your answer, okay? So control, treatment, 
a 12% increase in click-through. Let me show you another one. Taking a control, listing multiple products, putting them in an easily digestible form, matrix form, similar to what we were talking about just a moment ago, saw a 43% increase in conversion. Going from multiple products, again, laid out on the page in kind of a, a linear fashion to a horizontal fashion where we break out the products and the specific details with each, just like we were looking at in the treatment. So now I showed you these tests. This is what our analyst had coming into this test. And now let me get you to vote again. Having that, does anyone that had voted for A originally want to switch their vote? I'm giving you kind of a last moment here to choose. Yes. <laughs> I see your answers going through. I do see a few people holding strong. But look at this test. Treatment A, treatment B. Here are the results. Believe it or not, Treatment A saw a 70% increase in revenue. Now, you may be asking about the conversion rate. The conversion rate had no difference. Okay, there were no, no difference in the conversion rate. Uh, it was a statistically significant difference in the conversion rate. The only thing that we saw an actual increase in was in revenue. And so the reason why I asked you, and I'll show you, here's the charts right here. You can see the results. You can see the 70% increase in revenue. You can see the minor increase in conversion rate, yet the statistical relative difference was only 74%, which isn't enough to have confidence. The reason why I set this up, the reason why we showed you these things is to ask you this question. I showed you test after test where a similar approach that we took generated response. But in this case, in the way we designed this, uh, this experiment, this design of laying things out in a featured product matrix did not outperform the control. And my question to you, audience, is and this is honestly the question that all of our analysts and we're doing tests are left with, which is this, why? Why did this not work? What was, even though, I mean, this approach had worked in previous circumstances, why did it not work here? I want you to be thinking about that. I see answers coming in. We're going to talk about this today. And honestly, we're going to expand our scope and go beyond this single test and really scan a, uh, our testing from over a, a decade of research around multiple products and extract key principles that we've learned uh, from seeing pages win and seeing pages fail. Listen, the goal of the test isn't just to get a lift, it's to get a learning. So we, we have a decade of learnings around multiple products that I want to walk you through. I want to walk you through some of the key, really three key principles here. To do that, I need you to just understand a few key principles. I need you to understand. There's some basically a, a theory that we've discovered underneath all the things I'm going to say today. And here it is. And many of you, if, you've, if you have attended our clinics, you have heard us say this. You cannot say it enough. For those of you who are new, listen. You have to get this. People do not buy from product pages. You may have your product page on the screen right now and you're looking at how you can optimize your product page. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be able to optimize your product page. We don't optimize product pages. We optimize thought sequences. We optimize conversation. The marketing or the art of marketing is not conversion, it is conversation. That's really where the magic happens. And, we, that's, and I could, honestly, we have courses. I could talk about this for hours, but this sets up what I'm going to say next which is this, and this applies to product pages. When we apply this principle to product pages, we must understand, and this is critical, the goal is not simply to give our prospects more options, more products. 
Our job as the marketer is to lead the customer in a conversation to that one product that is most relevant, most important, and most urgent to them. That's what our goal is as marketers. So you look at your product pages. You're looking at them right now. Oftentimes, we deal with companies. We're dealing with yeah, we one of the largest e-commerce companies in the world right now. You go to their product pages, and it seems like the goal is just to get as much stuff on that page as possible, to put as many products, to give the customer as many options. I'm telling you right now, that's, that's not our goal. More options does not equate to more conversions. More conversation, more guided conversation equates to more conversions. Sifting through the many options to the one is what generates response. And as a marketer, there are really three ways that you can do this. And this is what I want to teach today. This is what we want you to get today. Literally, we step back with the writers of this clinic. We have have a team of writers who put together these clinics. We step back and we said, listen, of all the things that we could say about how to improve product pages, what would we say? What tactics, what objectives, what strategies would we give the marketer today? And And here, honestly, you can, we're getting real practical and tactical today. Here are three things as the marketer that in kind of your tools and your in your in your tool belt that you can use to improve product pages. Number one, elimination. Eliminate. Here's the objective. You want to eliminate the number of products, competing choices as much as possible. This is this is foundational. The first place you want to start. As a marketer, when you're, t- when you're talking about trying to, I, I, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but the first place you want to start is looking at what products can we actually eliminate. Here's a second. Emphasize. Emphasize. Then once you've eliminated, you want to bring visual weight to certain pieces. And the final thing is express. Eliminate, emphasize, and express. You want to have a clear expression around the product level value proposition. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk through each three of these pieces. I'm going to show you examples of where we eliminated, where we expressed, and where we emphasized. Looking at over a decade of research, these are the really three core principles that we've discovered, that we've seen rise on how you can improve your product pages. I'm going to go through them fast. Time is flying by. I'm looking at my clock right now because at the end of this, I want to get to some of your pages and let's see if we can begin optimizing and making improvements uh, right now. All right. Objective number one, eliminate. Let me show you a case study. This is a classic experiment. This is a very similar page that we see across the web on many different sites. We have a page that's offering four different types of products. And even within those products, there are levels of products. So we took this page and we asked ourselves, are all these products relevant to the customer? Are all these products necessary? And we began to hypothesize that, you know what, no. In fact, we're introducing too many products here at this stage of the process, too many unrelated uh, products. So look at the page we created right here. We took this page and we created, we reduced the amount of products we were focusing on to just one. We gave the customizable options for that one product on this page. Here's the before. Here's the after, and here's the results. We saw a 24% increase in revenue, bottom line numbers. So at the end of the day, by eliminating, we were able to generate more response. Again, like I said, more is not always optimal. 
Okay, here's another classic example, right? Here's a page. This looks like many of probably your pages, uh, many people on the line right now, this probably looks like many of your pages. Lots of products, products featured. We took this page, reduced the focus from six different products to one main overall call to action, one main overall product, and we saw a 24% increase in revenue. So here's the point. If and when we can, we want to be looking at our products. We want to be asking ourselves, can we eliminate? Can we eliminate? Let me go through one more experiment because I, I also have to caveat this point. Because at the end of the day, some of you on the line are going, okay, what, what can I cut? I've got to get rid of this, got to get rid of that. There is, a, there is a tipping point for many of you. Let me show you a little bit of a counterintuitive test here where actually we eliminated too much. Okay, so I'm just going to, this is again, pulling from our research, right? So we, in general, we want to reduce as much as possible, but we don't want to go too far. Here's an example of a test, of an experiment, where we had a product that, again, very similar to what we were looking at in the first, in the first test, had three different tiers. We took this and we reduced it to just one option. We went from giving them options between 24 ounce, 32 ounce, or 16 ounce, and we just reduced it to one, 24 ounce. We gave them one option. The goal here was, in, in some sense, to try to minimize the conversation, minimize the confusion, and focus the customer on the main uh, objective. And in some sense, this was the most popular product. So we thought, let's just reduce this product and get it focused to one. But here's what we saw in the results. Side by side, we saw a 35% decrease in conversion. Let me ask you this, audience. Look at this page. Why? This is the question that we as marketers must always ask. Why? Hopefully you're running tests. I'm assuming you're running tests right now, but when we run tests, the goal is not just to get a lift, right? We're trying to learn here. Why? Why did we say this? Why would in this case potentially reducing from three options to one actually hurt conversion? I see your responses coming in. Guys, this is a, and this is the hypothesis, and we would test to discover this even further. But the hypothesis is, and as we've tested further, we've come to discover that essentially people have, this is a car product, people have different cars. People have different cars with different size engines. In some sense, we have actually uh, limited it to a product that has become not relevant to the people who have larger engines or not relevant to the people who have smaller engines. So here's the principle. You want to make sure that you have enough products that are relevant and match the key prospects coming to your page. You can actually uh, um, limit yourself so much that you're missing some of the key prospects. So it really comes down to who's coming to your page and what is relevant to their particular circumstance. We've seen uh, tests, we've shown tests in the before, before where we... Uh, we actually took something from one call to action to three, focused around three key prospect types, and we saw an increase in conversion in doing that. So that is, uh, so, so yes, we want to eliminate, but we want to do so, we want to main, make sure that we're maintaining relevance, even in our elimination, to the different types of prospects coming to our page. So let's make this actionable. Here are five questions that you can ask yourself right now to determine is how much you can eliminate on your page. And, and even to even begin to put your... I can't tell you how many companies I've worked with that have more products than they need. Is there overlap in your products that really 
it would mitigate the existence of one versus the other. Are you, do, you have, do you have products that are competing with one another in, in terms of their function, their usefulness? Here's some just other strategies too. Even if you have multiple products, can you visually group products together as, so that in, in some sense you are eliminating the feeling and the perception of multiple products? Can you segment your traffic? So in, looking at that previous test, we could have potentially segmented traffics based on prospect types to eliminate the number of products we have to focus on. Specificity converts, we say. So take a look at this list. Now, some of you are wondering, I'm, I'm not having enough time to write this down. I can't get all this in. It's okay. We will send you these slides in about a week. This video, the video of this uh, webinar as well as the slides will be sent to everyone on this call. So no need to worry. But here's a quick checklist. And we're going to use this in a moment when we do live optimization. But I'm going to move quickly and swiftly to objective number two. Emphasize. Oftentimes, yes, we can eliminate, we can reduce, we can get as many of the options off as possible, but yet we're still, uh, we're, we're still having to deal with multiple products. This is true of category pages. This is true of home pages. Oftentimes, you have multiple prospects. Oftentimes, you have multiple objectives. So what do you do then? Well, you use graphical weight to emphasize. Let me show you an example of this. Going from this, where you can see the multiple products, Okay, we took these products, we eliminated some of them, and basically from there, we graphically weighted the remaining products to give them visual emphasis, to give the customer a path. This is creating a conversation. This is leading them uh, into uh, what product would be most relevant to them. So going from this to this generated a 66% increase in conversion. Now, I'm going to pull up a page right now, looking at your page. Here's a page. This is, this is submitted from the audience. Looking at this page, what, what product do you see first? What product has the most visual graphical weight? Exactly. And I believe that was Cedric right there. He, 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 right on the guns. You said none. Why would he say None. Because, listen, they are all equally weighted. So it's a counterintuitive response. There's, graph, there's, there's elements in the top right that distract you, but when you get into the products itself, they're all equally weighted. They're all graphically weighted the same so that you experiencing, you're experiencing them all at the same moment. In some sense, it's like having four people have a conversation with you at the same time. You're not leading them through a conversation. So what could you do to this page? Well, you, what you do is you'd want to pick the priority of these and sequence them in priority using graphical weight. How do you do that? I know there's not probably many. There may be some graphical designers on this page. Most of you are leaders and marketers on this call. You can, you can give this list to your graphic designers. You can tell them which of these needs to be prioritized. But you can use these five elements to control the iPad. In fact, what I would do right now, and this is what we do often with pages, print out your page and then circle the graphical elements and number them in terms of their weight. And you can almost draw a dotted line on your page. You can see the visual eye path for the actual, uh, really the journey and the conversation of the customer. So what you can do on your page is look at that, and then you can begin adjusting these five things. You can adjust the size of elements. You can adjust the shape of elements. You can adjust the color. You can even use motion and position to weight your priorities. Final piece right here. Final discovery in our analysis. And this is essential and this is critical. Objective number three, express the product value proposition. So we had eliminate, 
emphasize, and now express. So after you've focused your, your, your initiative on the key products, after you've prioritized them through visual weight, now what you want to make sure is that you're actually expressing product level value propositions. We have an entire course on value propositions. If you haven't taken it, you should take it. It's probably uh, this is my personal favorite course. Uh, but we talk about different types of value propositions. Some of you have heard us talk about those value propositions. But there's one in particular that we're talking about now, which is product level value propositions. Yes, we know about the company value proposition. But did you know that every single one of your products has its own value proposition? And you have to answer in the mind of the customer, not only why should I buy from you, but why should I buy this product from you? And you probably don't have that much space to do it. You might have a small section of space to express your value proposition. And at the end of the day, you have to express it in such a way that the cost of the of the product weighs less than the actual value, that the value is greater than the cost. And you're tipping in some sense a fulcrum, a mental fulcrum in the mind of the customer to get them to respond to the product. Let me show you some examples of how we do this just to give you some thoughts, some ideas. Going from this where you just typical category page of different products, different types, from this to this. Now, you can see some primary level company value propositions there at the top, but notice to the right of this dumbbell, listen, we have product level specific to that, uh, uh, that, that kettlebell, I said dumbbell, that kettlebell, you have product specific value proposition right there expressing uh, what is the value of getting that specific kettlebell. And it happens for every single one of these. You need to go through and ask, so look at this page on the left. What is the value between one versus the other? Many of our category pages look like this because we're trying to fit so much. Make sure that you're actually expressing product level value propositions because when you do, you can often see a significant increase in response. Here's the final one. I'll show you this, not this. Getting specific about the individual products, their uses, etc. generates a 93% increase in conversion. So we've talked about three key things that everyone on this call who deals with multiple products can use to improve and to even test their pages. Number one, eliminate. Where can you eliminate options? Number two, emphasize. And number three, express. All right. So I did all that so then we can come back and look at this final experiment, the experiment we started with that left us kind of questioning what happened. Having this framework in place, let's ask ourselves, did we eliminate? How did we emphasize? Were we expressing? And maybe that would, I think what's going to happen, I know what's going to happen, is we're going to see why one outperformed the other. So look at these pages again with this framework that I've just provided you and ask yourself your question, why did treatment A generate more revenue? Now think about it for a moment. The conversions were flat. The conversions stayed the same, but revenue increased, which means we're having more people buy the more expensive or the third tier, the best value product on the treatment A versus treatment B. So look at these pages together and ask yourself, what did we do? How did that happen? Why was that happening? Well, first we must ask, did we eliminate anything? The answer is no, we didn't. We didn't eliminate anything. The number of options, the number of products are the same. So let's shift to emphasis right away. Which of the three products has the greatest visual weight in treatment A? Audience, I'm asking you this question. Look at this. Which of the three 
products here has the most visual emphasis in treatment A? Yes. Yes, the 722 grams, the best value. Yes, I see that coming in. Yes, the most expensive. Why? Because you can see there, it's pre-selected. In this. Now, let me, let's go to treatment B. Now, honestly, we could argue about this in some sense because we could bring in position. Either way, these are somewhat equally weighted, but if there's priority in weight, it potentially is going to the best value because it is pre-selected. Look at this, treatment B. Look how we redesigned the page. Let me ask you this. Which of these three products has more visual weight? Now. Yes, that's right. The most popular, number two. Yes, the middle one. Why? Because we've brought in size, we've brought in shape, and we've brought in uh, all these graphical elements that give it visual weight. So it is. So from an emphasis standpoint, go deep with me here for a moment, audience. From an emphasis standpoint, the reason why we would see more people choosing option three in the, in the first version and more people choosing option two in the second version is potentially because of emphasis. Here's another piece I want to show you. And this is a little bit, this is even deeper, okay? This is, uh, what I want to do is I want, I want to begin getting you to think and put on the eyes of our own analysts as we look at these treatments, we look at these pages. Which of these, looking at these together, which, and the treatment, treatment B, which of these three products has the greatest perceived value? This is a tougher question. I'll give you a moment to respond. Which of these has the greater perceived value? Look right here closely. Yeah, the most popular. Why? Well, here's the thing. We brought more clarity around the differences in the cost of savings per, per serving. And look at the difference. Going from the first version to the second version, we have a 66 cent savings per serving, where going from the second version to the third, we're only getting a 12 cent savings. We brought clarity to this and perhaps now, perhaps now, the perceived value of 12 cents of savings isn't overcoming the cost of basically doubling the price of the option. So we've doubled the price, but essentially we've only shown them that we're saving them 12 cents per option. And at the end of the day, if you really were to weight this on a fulcrum, this most popular option has the greatest value. That's often why it's the most popular. Custom, I mean, it's, an, it's interesting that the most popular wouldn't be the best value. And this is potentially why. Now, here's a point I want you to see, audience, all right? We brought clarity to the value proposition. We brought clarity to the product level value proposition. And by doing so, we actually potentially hurt conversion. So <laughs> that's funny, right? Because usually clarity trumps persuasion. Usually clarity brings more response. Well, when you bring clarity to a product's level value proposition and it hurts conversion, that often indicates you have an issue with the product level value proposition at its core. So for this group, what we want to do is we want to go back to the drawing board and ask yourselves, is that best deal a good enough best deal to even feature here? Is it providing enough value to overcome the cost? Or do we need to change something radically about this product to intensify its core essential product level value proposition? So, looking at these two pages, it's more than a tactic. Again, we've showed you how this tactic has outperformed on other pages. It's more than a tactic, okay? We've looked at this lens through three things, through elimination, through emphasis, and through expression. Now, I am running low on time. Audience, let me ask you this. 
Do you want to see us look at your pages and begin to apply some of these things we're learning right now to your pages? Do you want to begin pulling up pages? Uh, do you have... Okay, good. I'm seeing a lot of response coming in. I'm going to shift right now to live optimization. On the screen, you have a, uh, a potential early bird pricing for a web optimization summit 2014. Uh, if you, if, you, if you like seeing experiments like this, you can multiply this by 100. You can come to the Web Optimization Summit. Marketing Experiments is going to be there on stage presenting case studies. You want to come and check that out. I am going to switch over here quickly. I know, guys, we're, we're okay. Okay, we're okay on time. The audience is demanding for live optimization. They have been waiting. I have whetted uh, their appetite in some sense. They are desiring to see optimization. So I am pulling up a page on the screen right now. Hopefully, audience, you can see it. This is unlimited cellular. Audience, we have walked through a series of experiments. We walked through three key principles. Looking at this page right now, how would you improve it? Based on what we talked about right now, how would you improve it? I have John and Ben standing by. I'm holding them back. They're, almost, they're like dying to start tearing apart this page. But I want you, audience, to show me that you are seeing ways to improve this page. Tell me right now. Look at this page. I'm scrolling up and down so you can see it. Do you see any opportunity to improve it? Bryce says... Keep image and pricing in the same element. Kind of blah, says Gina. Can you define blah, Gina? Good. My first thought is the site doesn't look very trustworthy. Scan this shouldn't be the first offer. All right. Okay. We saw some options coming through. Audience, what do you guys think about emphasis here? Ask yourself, what's the first thing you see? Are we emphasizing properly? How would you adjust that? Ben, looking at this page. I'm going to ask Ben now. Ben, looking at this page, how would you improve it? Where were some opportunities here for Karma to improve this page? So if you're familiar with our heuristic, um, the, one of the most important factors to keep in mind is motivation, right? It looks like we have a deals page here. So what do you think somebody coming to this page is looking for? Assuming a deal, right? Well, what the conversation on this page is right now is the first thing that we see yes. is the price, and then we say, hey, buy now. Yes. Well, look where the deal is, hidden underneath that buy oh, now button, right? Right there, that's where the deal's hidden. So the first thing that I would maybe try to do is emphasize it. I think we're doing it, can we scroll? Yep. I think we're doing it a little bit better down here. You can see the savings are crossed out. We have it highlighted in green, yes. um, but we're not doing that up here. Um, again, somebody coming to this page might not have a particular product in mind, right? I think somebody um, just mentioned that we're featuring the scan disk. Well, you know, what if that's not what they're looking for? This is the first thing that they see. So maybe just kind of expanding the variety that is, is displayed right away. Um, and maybe even offering a, a filter to reduce some of that friction, right? Um, it's unlimited cellular. I'm assuming that these accessories are for cell phones. Yes. So. Maybe we can have a filter. I can select my yes. iPhone, and I'm only showing iPhone accessories. Yep. yep. Good. John, what do you see on this page? I don't know if Ben mentioned this before, but the question is, is this just a product page, or is this a, a category page? It looks kind of like a morphing of the two, and that's your first problem, is that you can't decide which one it is. Um, and a lot of times, home pages try to men meld those two, but this page is too long to be a home page. And, um, you know, but it's not a category page because you're already trying to infiltrate them on a different level. 
I mean, honestly, you need to choose one or the other. You either need to choose product page, you need to choose category page. They're not ready to get in this level, then go back to this level, unless it's related products, right? So if it's a product page, this is where you're going to keep them in related products, right? But if it's a category page, right, you're, they still have to decide what category they even want to be. Look, you got phone cases, you got headphones, so just get rid of it, okay? Just be like um, deals today, okay? Does that, does that make sense? So you got to yes. decide, okay? Eliminate this, okay? Emphasize this or vice versa. That's where your issues are. It's in where you're Good. at in the sequence. Good. Good. Let's do one more page together, audience, just to make sure everyone's getting it. Let's go to it quickly. All right. Oh, wow. Here's a page that has multiple products. Quickly, audience, take a look at this page. Ask yourselves, how would you improve it based on what we talked about today? And without further ado, John, I want to ask you to come up. Look at this page. Or, you know what, John or Ben, comments, both of you guys feel free to pitch in, okay? What, would you, what do you see that potentially we could improve on this page? D, go ahead, Ben. So, so uh, again, for, first thing, we kind of saw the same problem again, right? There's no categorization of products here. We have kits. We have books. Um, coming in, I don't really know what I'm looking at, right? So maybe categorizing some of that. Um, you know, maybe we have something on the side where we can categorize by kits and books. Um, the one thing that I'm missing on this page, uh, there's no add to cart button. There's no buy button. Okay, I want this book. How am I going to buy it? I'm assuming that if I click on quick view, if it lets me, um, there we are. But talking about friction, right? Um, so I have to go an extra step to add it to my cart and buy it. What if I'm ready now? What if I don't need to read more about it? Um, John, anything to add to that? Yeah, so the one thing that they are doing right, just go ahead and leave it right there, um, is this, future products, right? This is a beginning, right? Featured products. But why doesn't you say, not featured, but most popular or most bought, most purchased, right? Uh, excuse my writing here. Most yep. popular, most purchased, because look, marriage help, okay? What's everybody else struggling? Gosh, I mean, I get this all the time. You know, my wife is like, seriously. <laughs> I mean, do you think other people struggle with these issues? And I'm like, I don't know. But, this kind of thing could bring some relief and some kind of social learning aspect to it, apart from, you know, the fact that, you know, you need a headline, right? You don't have a headline. You need a headline, okay? And I agree with Ben. Smaller products like this, $10, whatnot, you could add a little description, emphasize just the main summary point, and then an added cart. Yes. Right, that going on Ben's point, but those are the kind of the things that you might emphasize. And in elimination, honestly, at this point, you don't necessarily need to eliminate. You might need to actually add another category so that they can begin exploring. They're early in the microguess process, not late. So, so one thing that might work really well here as well is if we maybe add some reviews done here, right? Um, I think a lot of people like reviews, especially with these types of products, right? How did it work for other people? Um, just getting that, that opinion and, and that, that third-party credibility, as we like to call and it. And what that would strengthen to the last point of what we just talked about would be the expression of the value proposition. Right. So bringing in the descriptions, bringing in the reviews would really help bring, like, why this book rather another book? Bring some of that product-level value proposition in there. Again, you don't have much space, but by just adding maybe even a couple bullet points, adding some reviews, some ratings, that would potentially fortify and strengthen the value proposition. Excellent. Excellent. Any final thoughts? I'm, Good. Ready. I'm ready for another one. If you all right, all right, all right. Now we've got to stop, John. I know we can probably look at these all day. <laughs> Audience, thank you so much. Thanks to those who submitted pages. Uh, if you want to do more live optimization, let us know if you like that. 
Um, love to get your feedback on today's clinic. Um, I do have one thing I want to show you before we go. Go ahead and jump to that slide. I have an interesting test that we're going to look at next week. A large new syndication company. Oh, this is very interesting. Treatment A. Look at this page. So we're trying to get the overall number of signups to increase. Here's treatment A. Look at the number of form fields on this page. We took it, created treatment B. And let me ask you this. Which of these two will generate the most response, the control or the treatment? Treatment A versus treatment B. Okay, I see some Bs coming in. I see a lot of Bs coming in. People are responding mostly B. I haven't seen an A yet. Let me see if I can sway the vote. Ah, there we go, Dave. Thank you for stepping up and giving us an A. Well, guys, normally at this point, I would say you're going to have to wait for the results next week. But guess what? You guys are lucky today. Here are the results. No difference in conversion. Look at these two. We reduced forms. We changed the way, we changed the feel and the perception of friction on this page, and yet we saw a no difference in conversion. Yes, we were stumped. And now hopefully you are stumped. And next week we are going to walk through this task and answer the question is, why did removing fields not improve conversion? You can go to this web clinic right there, marketingexperience.com slash webforms. We're also going to try to reserve uh, specific time, significant amount of time for live optimization on this clinic. So I know you guys uh, enjoy doing that. Uh, we uh, get lots of requests for it, so we're going to try to dedicate some time, more time than usual, to that next web clinic. That is it for today. Again, thank you for taking time out of your schedule. Hope you enjoyed today's web clinic. If you did, let us know. Let us know uh, what you thought. Let us know how we can uh, improve these web clinics. Give us some test ideas you might have. Any, any pressing marketing questions you might have, we always love to hear from our audience test ideas, and, and often they inform the tests that we actually run. So submit your thoughts, submit your questions. Uh, and again, thank you for coming. If you enjoyed the clinic, share it with a friend. We'll see you back here in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com.